0: This is a Headgum Podcast.
1: And welcome back to another edition of The Scroll Down with me, Marcella Arguello, and your lovely co-host,
0: Nicole Thurman. <laughs> You doing, Nicole? Girl, you know. Listen, some sometimes you good, sometimes the world trying to come down on you and try and try some bullshit. The world's trying some bullshit, but I will persevere. <laughs> you
1: always persevere. You gotta persevere. How are
0: you? You're in Chicago. I am. I'm in Chicago,
1: fucking sucking my life away, and it's great. And um, shout out to show you suck and fuck up okay, yeah, I'm having a good time. It's just snowing but yeah. I, the ticket was cheap okay I'm, sure. I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't planning on doing anything' with fucking fucking and eating besides a dick I was gonna eat some food, you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. I'm having a good time I got all I'm all dolled up right now because I was I had made dinner reservations at Bar Mar out here mm. and because of the snow I was like, yeah,
0: we're not doing shit so there's some spots. You know, I used to live in Chicago, so I love, I yeah, love. Yeah, I there. know, I know. Yeah, Chicago's cool. Yeah. I've been here
1: only a few, a handful of times for comedy. Yeah, and there's, there's, they are some of the wildest shows I've ever done. That's yeah. for sure.
0: Chicago is wild because Chicago, everybody in Chicago is drunk. They're drinking malort and losing their minds. You ever have what you had malort? That? Oh. No, what <laughs> is that? You have to have him get you Malort. But like honestly, I'm I'm only saying that to down. get it, but you're going to be mad at me that I did this to you, especially cuz I'm doing it on the podcast so now people will ask you about it and they're going to like want I mean, you to drink it.
1: Look, I got nothing going on. We're just fucking in seconds. So I could try the Malort. It's um so a, like, it's M A
0: L O R T and it's this like wormwood liquor. I don't even fucking know, man. I don't know what it is, but it tastes like grapefruit juice and a tire. Like it's <laughs> okay. T- Okay. it's like the nasty shit but it's like the shot of Chicago like you everybody takes shots of it at the bars and stuff and it's very I've never had in any city other than Chicago and, and when I lived there I mean I would drink it but I would always regret it so you got to get some of that
1: I'm down I'm on I'm, I'm- I know I'm super. I'm always down for the story. I that's that fucking. Remember David Tell? He had that great album. What the fuck, Skanks for the memories. One of my favorite lines about like, if if a man has no dick but three balls, do you fuck him for the story? I was thinking about that. Do you do it for the story? Yeah, some Malort sounds like something I do for the story. I'm sipping on high noon right now. Shout mm. out to Modesto, California, my hometown. Two hundred nine. They. They have a hard seltzer that's hella good. It's actually tasty. Uh, And I didn't realize it's made in Modesto until like last year, but I've been drinking it for years. And that's what we're drinking because I brought Modesto to Chicago and now Malort is going to go in Modesto.
0: So, yeah, it's please. uh, We'll have to you have to give us an update next week on your feelings on Malort because you'll have some words for it. (laughs) (laughs) How's writing? For television Writing is good We're getting really close To like finishing The whole season And that has Ooh. been Really exciting Because like I This is my first Narrative TV showroom, And so it's very different From all the other TV show rooms You spend like I don't even know Weeks, months Just breaking the story And deciding what's Going to be in every episode And so we're finally right. like Almost to the finale, and it's exciting. It's like that's cool, you know, putting all the pieces. They all come together in the end, and everybody in the room is super nice. Shout out to all the people in the room, and I don't know, you know, Phoebe Robinson is the uh, star of the show and the creator of the show, and she's the shit. She's just nice and easy, and it's like she's one of those people that She's she's chill. Yeah, she's like you. You make her laugh, you feel good about yourself because she's you know she's funny and fun and. We've been working hard. It's been fun. I, I got an episode that I'm going to write, so I'm really excited Ooh.
1: That. And I, so I get to have
0: my first uh, written by Nicole Thurman credit, so I'm excited. That's
1: awesome. Congrats. When when do they know tentatively when it's going to be out?
0: I forget. I think they're going to shoot it in the spring, um, okay. maybe early summer, so then probably in the fall, possibly. Yeah, the that- That'd be Excellent. awesome. Yeah,
1: it's gotta be like so. It's already slow in
0: television, but like COVID has made everything just a hint slower. Yeah, it's made everything slow and just one of those things too. Like I'm another show that I worked on, Sherman Showcase. We were gonna Stuff shoot in the, such a funny show. You guys watch that show. Yeah. I was
1: like high with David Bore, and he turned it on,
0: and I fucking couldn't get enough. Yes, watch Sherman Showcase. Watch South Side, which they also created that show. It's on HBO Max. It's about Chicago. Wait, but did you, did you write? Did you write that show? I didn't write on that? South Side, No. Southside is unreal funny. Southside's so fucking funny. And Sherman Showcase is great. So, that show, we were supposed to shoot it in the fall, but we couldn't shoot because we had COVID stuff happening, like within the, you know, somebody at the building that we were working at died of COVID and it was like oh, real suck. heavy. So, we put the postponed the, st- the shooting until it'll be happening like in February, which will be cool.
1: I, I will also say, as much as I have enjoyed, working in Hollywood during covid times when it has worked out cuz it hasn't been often but it's been it's been nice when I've worked but like they're getting a little lax on some of this shit. I have noticed that on some of the sets where you're just like, "Oh, you guys don't give a shit." as opposed to like at the beginning because at the beginning of shooting when I did that Sarah Cooper thing that everything's fine. That was Netflix's first covid shoot. Mm. So basically they were like, "We're setting the the bar." for all COVID shoots in the future. And I mean, I haven't done anything with Netflix, so I can't be like shitting on them. But like, I, to me, that's still like, it was so intense to be like, n- like it, it wasn't fun. It kind of took the fun out of it because they're just like on your ass about everything. Yeah. But like, I definitely have noticed since then that people are way more chill, and I'm like, guys, this
0: is how this shit is spreading. Yeah, with the vaccine, everybody just kind of was like, "What? We all did the thing. What do you mean yeah. we can still fucking get it? You know?" So it's just, right. I think people are getting frustrated, and that's yeah, that's why Omicron got so crazy over the holidays because everybody was just like, mm-hmm. "I'm going to see my family this year," right. you know? Yeah. So yeah, it was. It has gotten a little bit more relaxed. I, I, I've been. I thought it was. I think it's interesting because sometimes I'll notice like. They'll say like the star, you know, X, X star. The famous person X wants everybody around them to be tested. I'm like, so do I. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> What about my fucking lungs, bro? You know, it's like funny because they act like the protocols are more intense because famous person X wants it this way. And I'm like, everybody should want it this way. What are you talking about?
1: Wait, we got to end this catch up on a high note because talking about COVID is not fun. I fucking did my very first juice cleanse ever. I've never done a juice cleanse before. And I did my very first one. And it feels like when you're thin and you do a juice cleanse, it feels like you want an eating disorder. Like I don't, I've never had one, but I was like, this is, I'm killing myself. That's how it felt. I was fine because I'm getting all the nutrients I need and all that shit. But I definitely was like. I can't believe people do this all the time. People do it pretty damn frequently, and there's yeah. no way that's healthy.
0: No, there's there's not. When you're skinny, I'm sure there's like nothing to burn, so it goes quickly.
1: <laughs> it does. It was really hard. My metabolism yeah. is fast, and the, and the more I <laughs> eat, the faster it goes. So yeah. like, the, I was like sucking them down. It was a lot. I was really stressed out.
0: I did a cleanse once. It was like no dairy, no sugar, no alcohol, no gluten, no fucking salt. None of the good stuff. No salt. No salt. So- well, salt is blow. It blows you, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had to eat every two hours, and honestly, it was like I felt like I was eating a lot, and I was like, ugh, because it was like no salt, and then just like eating so much food, I was starting to feel sick, like eating because everything was curry, and I was like, oh, like too much curry, because oh. that was how they seasoned it. I like had a meal plan and everything, but yeah, it's it was crazy because then I went to work out for the first time while doing that cleanse, and it was an eleven day cleanse, and oh, I, boy. yeah, I was like, damn, my heart rate is up, you know, like it's just like you're kind of like. It, it was a healthy dot thing because we were eating. But at the same time, it's just like cleanses are pretty wild. And people do – they'll do them back to back. They'll do yeah, them all the time. that's crazy.
1: I will say that, I was, that was the other thing. It was only three days. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, that – it was my first one. And, and I was like – I was mentally like – I prepared myself. But I was definitely like, holy fuck. Like, if this is what it takes, I don't want a leading role, you guys. I just – Will be the weirdo in the background I don't give a fuck
0: Girl that's what I'm saying I'm like if I I, want a coke heavy Instead of like a regular (laughs) coke You know because you call it bud heavy Budweiser So I call it coke heavy I'm like if I If I can ever have a little sugar I don't I mean I don't drink I don't do nothing So I'm like I need fun in my life It's like I'll just be the quirky friend Okay I watched this interview with Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya okay. when they were uh, doing the press tour for Dune, and the interviewer was like, oh, "What are your guys' favorite foods?" And literally, they both just stared at her. And then Timothy Chalamet goes, "I don't know. We don't eat. I mean, fries maybe." Like he just like made up a food because he was like, "We don't fucking eat." And I was like, "That's yeah. the realest shit I've ever seen." Like that's yeah. that's it. People ask how these what are, what are their secrets? Money, surgery. And right. not eating. I mean, it's not yeah. healthy or fun. It's not enjoyable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that that's why I always get upset when people, like, try to compare their bodies to someone like Beyonce or whoever, J-Lo, or whatever. It's like, girl, if you had that kind of money, mm-hmm. you would have a personal chef. You would have a chef that travels with you. Mm-hmm. You would have a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. You would have a trainer that travels with you. And these are all different people. And I think that's the other thing that I've really, like, had to, like, wrap my head around and I feel bad for like normal ass people Mm -hmm. because like JLo's diet and all that shit and her and her fucking personal trainer they're all write-offs they're all tax write-offs these are people that this is why they do it because they can write that shit off it's part of their entertainment expense and I'm always like well so when like people try to compare themselves to these people it's like guys this is their job that's their job to look that fucking hot stop comparing yourselves to them because that's
0: An income. That's the thing too. Is like we can make fun of influencers. I I, like you know make fun of influencers. Like they do nothing or whatever. But that is work. And the same thing with celebrities. They might be extremely talented at acting, but they're also extraordinarily disciplined because of the shit they have to do with the workout programs and the eating and the training and and all this stuff with their body. So it's like you don't want nobody want to do that. I would rather have a little fat flat ass. Then right. try to keep up, you know, whatever those butts are anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> what are those butts? This is our new segment. What is in that butt? But in that butt, yeah. So shall how we scroll it down, you think?
1: Let's scroll it down, Nicole. Burr, burr, burr. All right, we're going to do the main character. With the main character. Who's main the main character? character. You're trending. Main character. This week's main character is something that has plagued generations, and it definitely plagued social media this week, and it is Fuckboys.
0: Fuckboys, why do you do such bullshit? You're doing, You're doing a bullshit because you, you a fool. Fool.
1: Why are you so sad? So if you were on Twitter or TikTok, you saw West Elm Caleb trending, and are you familiar with what happened, Nicole?
0: I feel like I don't know how it started, but I know all of the aftermath. So do right. you know how it started? Like, have you kind of been following the story? Yes, I tried to I tried to watch as many videos as I could
1: stand. Because God bless you. I was, yeah, I, d- I did my best. And it was – so for those that don't know, Elm um, Kaylin was trending on Twitter and TikTok. And, if, and it was one of those things that, you know, when something is trending on Twitter – You kind of like are like, what the fuck is this? And sometimes you click on it. And sometimes if you're smart, you don't. Okay, but we click on it so you don't have to. Mm -hmm. And so I clicked on this West Elm Caleb um, because also a few of my friends were also talking about it. So I was like, all right, some people I like are talking about it. So let's see what's going on here. Yeah. And it's basically this uh, a lot of young women Mm -hmm. who live in New York who are these women, Mm -hmm. these young women. I'm trying to like word it diplomatically, and it's really difficult
0: what since when have you tried to word anything diplomatically ever I'm asking
1: because you're right okay you're right okay so these fucking young dumbass bitches (laughs) are getting played by West Elm Caleb and they're fucking trying to call him out and they are trying to like warn each other about this dude and I don't fucking know why he was just trying to get his dick wet there's in my opinion they're slut shaming okay and I actually don't I I mean he is a fuck boy but he's a fuckboy in the way that Drake... Actually, no. Actually, I have more respect for West Elm Caleb because I was about to say he's like Drake, but Drake is actually like that little piece of shit that like writes a song about you and then and then uses it on five other girls. Yeah. You know, which maybe West Elm Caleb is doing, but I also just feel like he's just a fucking young-ass dude who is... A, he's ghosting these bitches. So Those no... What ghosting is. Fucking read a book. And it's a really weird situation because women were, like, saying that he was love-bombing them, which is a a term used when you're in an abusive relationship and the man is trying to, like, keep you so they fucking just, you know, doused you with love and it makes you feel bad and then you stick around, but they're still pieces of shit. And that's just not what he was doing. He was just...
0: He literally, like,
1: met these girls. Yeah. Fucked them. Mm -hmm. And then ghosted them deleted Mm -hmm. them blocked them I don't know I don't know how far he went it was one of those things where I like kept watching these videos and the only reason I watched a few is because I kept waiting for a bitch to say something that was actually a red flag For, for sure Nicole
0: what do you think what I think about this is I think this is like a case of that internet brain, internet psychosis, Mm -hmm. where it's just like this thing. First of all, I think the only thing he did wrong was ghost people. I think it's, I personally do not ghost people. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's silly. I think it's just cruel. And I think you could easily just tell someone, even if they're a dickhead to you afterwards, you could tell them, Hey, thank you. But no, thank you. (laughs) Like thought I wanted it. Don't, you could do that. But like, but I so I think that's the only thing he did wrong. I think, other than that, he that's just dating, babe. Like, that's truly what dating is. And I think yeah. that there's got there's because the internet has made people all of these like armchair psychologists diagnosing yes. everybody as narcissists, sociopaths, mm-hmm. and like even love bombers, gaslighters, whatever it is. It's like not everything is that. Uh, most of the things that happen in dating are just like failures in communication and incompatibility. Right. That's all. <laughs>
1: Right, like, and when you're in your twenties, you're still figuring out what you want, how you want it. Mm-hmm. The, you know the communication technique you t- communication techniques you need. And I think the other thing that was funny, it actually, yeah, you brought it up. It the funny thing to me is, and this I don't know if I've talked about this because this just happened recently. Where my nephew, because he's eighteen, and he tried to use like I don't want to say therapy terms, but I guess that's what they are, psychology terms to like. he tried to use them against me because i because he was on a diet which he expressed and so he i made some comment about what not about what he was eating but like he's a kid he's 18 so like i don't want him to be dieting but like okay if you're watching what you eat this thing has this and this thing has that like literally on like the knowledge tip and he was like you're the worst body shamer i know and then i was like hold up (sighs) Yeah. And so I was like, no, actually, I'm not buying shaming. Mean, I'm trying to communicate with you about your diet and, you know, what you should be keeping your eyes on if that's what you're concerned about. I was like, these are things you express concern to me. And he goes, and you're so manipulative. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. And it made me realize this younger generation, as savvy as they are, which is what these girls, you know, they think they're savvy. They have all the terms memorized or at least the basis of the terms. And then they can use this these psychology terms flip their description and use it against their partners or whoever they're dating or their friends or whatever the fuck and i'm like oh my god this new generation of fuckboys is going to be truly on another level another because level. i think the other thing that caleb where he fucked up is like in my my theory is that he got a homeboy that gave him bad advice about women mm-hmm. and the difference was that this fool is like actually just meeting people irl and this Fucking Caleb is, like, on all the apps. Right. And it's like, bro, you can't be fucking putting your paper trail out there. Right. That's what his friend is telling him. Hey, man, you
0: can't be putting your paper trail out there. Playboy, you yeah, yeah. to fucking hit it and quit. Old school style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just, like, it's also just, like, this way that women, not women, women and men, anybody who's been wronged in a dating situation or who feels wronged in, da- in a dating situation, they find a way to be like, well, he's just a this, he's just a that. And it's like... Right first of all he's not like just because somebody doesn't like you or doesn't want to keep going out with you doesn't mean they're a bad doesn't mean they're a bad person it doesn't mean they're an evil person it means they're young it means they're figuring it out and it means and a lot of men even in their goddamn 40s have two moves when they're dating two right and so like a guy will be like Uh, i like pearl jam do you like pearl jam and then they will be like this is my dog and like those are their two moves and you know that they're using that on you know all the girls that they meet and it works on some people and it doesn't work on other people and it's like so of course this guy he's i think 25 or something and it's like yes, he's gonna yeah. have his like two moves he's gonna have his little meet someone on hinge go out take him to this you know spot that he likes and then hook up but then he does you know and then he ghosts and like sure he's a fuck boy sure but also like whatever i i i don't know like i don't know i have some i sometimes i also have opinions that are fairly outdated like Hookup culture is so rampant that it's like people don't just take things slow anymore. But I'm like an old lady. Like I never kiss on a first date. But that's true, though, because and that's what you
1: you said. They're going on hinge. But like I think about it. I remember when people were like, oh, I use Tinder for relationships. And it's like no, Tinder was created for fucking and that's it. So like if you which is fine, if it works out for you, I have friends who got married after they met on Tinder. Great. That shit can happen. But if you go into a fucking dating app date, you fuck on the first night. And then you're mad that the dude is out dating someone that night. You didn't know what he was going to go see somebody else. Also, the other thing that I could not find answered in any of these videos was if he had a good dick. Because (laughs) that was the thing that none of these bitches were complaining about. And that's what I want to know. Did he have good dick? Because the other side of it. Is one of them, maybe another one too, but one for sure was like, he had on his dating profile, he was 6'3". I was like, okay. And it was like, exactly, bitch. Once again, you stupid bitches get trapped in with a tall dude because you think that that is the only thing that matters. And Mm -hmm. it's just not. You have to get to know these people. Mm -hmm. And tall dudes, they get so much more dick- than any other mm-hmm. dude on the fucking <laughs> planet i'm trying to i'm trying to flip the heteronormative narrative here but yeah they get dick they get pussy but it's true though because in the gay community what do the gay guys say that everybody is too fucking superficial about bodies and stuff and so it's it's just never ending how like people get mad at somebody for not fucking whatever calling them back or texting them back. And it's like, yeah, but you fucked him because he was
0: 6'3". Right. So yeah, exactly. What were you doing that was so deep that was going to establish this long-term relationship? And that's the thing yeah. too, is like, I, I really have had such a problem lately because I somehow, I think I feel like all of a sudden it just clicked for me. Like dating is literally just like going out with somebody until you don't want to anymore. And like, that could easily mean one time. Like, and I'm sorry, but especially if you hook up early and that's fine. If you want to do your thing, live your life. If you want to have casual, if you want to just fuck, like do it. I, I, I'm all for it, but I'm just saying like, Dating, all dating is, especially early dating, is one or two dates, usually two if you're lucky, and 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 when they realize they're not compatible with you, they not gonna date you no more, and that's just what it is. It doesn't mean that somebody's an, the worst person in the world,
1: right? And that's the other side of it, too, is like if you choose to sleep with them, that's your choice about sleeping with them on the first date. They have no obligation. And for me, and that's the other thing. If sex is important to you, you should have sex on the first date. If it's not, you know, a big deal, then, yeah, you shouldn't. And I think that's the that's the other flip of it. The other thing I was thinking about is there's this great author out of India, Priyanka Elias, I think is her last name, Priya E. Books on Twitter. She has this great book Bashram that it's as it's a collection of essays. It's really good. It's called Bashram Love Love on Love and Other Bad Behaviors. And it's a really great book. But she has a, a chapter about she doesn't want to talk to white people about arranged marriages anymore. Yeah, because they don't get it. They don't understand the culture. Like arranged marriages are weird, but the Bachelorette is fine. Bitch, come on, get the fuck out of here. Like, what are you guys normalizing? Yeah. But she has this great theory about how or not even theory it's the reality part of why arranged marriages work so well is because the aunties all talk to each other Mm -hmm. they all gossip about these guys and they know who's actually worth fucking getting married to Mm -hmm. and it's like this is like kind of an extension of that but like the worst version of it because they're like he's such a piece of shit no one should fuck him and it's like guys don't be, don't be cock blocking West Elm Caleb Truly. just because he doesn't have any game, but he has a huge cock. Like what's wrong with you?
0: And it's gotten so out of control. Like I'm pretty sure he was ending up getting doxxed and like people were show, like, you know, contacting his work or knowing his address. And it's like, yeah. that's fucking heinous. Like you guys are acting insane. I also do you remember that there used to be a website? It was like very brief called Lulu, I think. I I don't even know how it it existed for like three seconds I think but it was pretty much just like a a Yelp for men and you could like look up a dude and it would be like rating like you know you know how does he treat women how is he on dates you know and I remember one of my exes was on it and people were saying (sighs) some shit, and they were right but it's like oh Really? I kind of i i i wish it would exist, but obviously if dating is so yeah. subjective that would totally be unfair. But at the right. same time, I like I love that idea because it's like the same thing of what you're talking about with the aunties. Like everybody's just getting together and being like, listen. Yeah. But it's it's different when it, this situation is different because when it's this internet. Anger yeah, machine, yeah, yeah. and everybody's like losing their damn minds and going way too far with it. Always, that's yeah. that's something that's out of control. But it would be, I mean, it's fun to be able to talk about it and to be able to share your experiences and be like, right. hey, warning, this guy will leave you after one date, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, yes, I do agree. In theory, It's a good idea because in theory, Yelp is a good idea. But like, I remember when I went to the Grand Canyon, there was reviews on the Grand Canyon. There was like one that was like, it was too foggy, two stars. I was like, bitch, check the fucking weather. Are you serious? It's that shit. And then I just, I just had this idea of like, they, they're so mad because they realize they ran a train on Caleb without knowing. Yeah. They all just, like, fucked him one after the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had no clue. They, that's what they're mad about. That's,
0: to me, it's all ego. It's all ego of the women. And mm-hmm. it's also, like... I mean, I don't really see I listen, I'm not following the story close enough. And I don't want to I don't want to put anything out there that's gonna be like, people be like, Nicole, you an idiot. But, you know, there was a a little bit of a race element to it of the entitlement of like these women of just being like, I'm entitled to more. Why? Why? Right? Why? Like, I, I, but I think all of this comes with age. Like you have to understand, like, I think you start to get a better understanding of dating. You start to get a better understa- understanding of what you want and how to get it and how to look out for sure. the red flags and things like that. And yeah, people have to understand that. Of course, Hinge is made for dating, but it's also an app, which is just inherently about hookup culture and options. So it's right. not, you're not going to end up with the fucking cream of day crop. You're going to end up with some little, some tall ass weirdos, you know, like right. I I've never met a guy in an app that I was like, like, yeah, (laughs) I never, I just, I've never been lucky, you know,
1: I, for sure. The guy friends I have that have been on dating apps are usually like going through a breakup.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're going through you know, a breakup. Just, oh, God. I talked to two yeah. guys like that where I was like, bro, like it was like men that I knew through other people. And one of them, I like saw his ex girlfriend like two photos in on his Instagram. And I said, bro, <laughs> I'm not going out with this sad ass dude. And like this other guy, he sent me this huge paragraph about how his life was so bad because like things had been so horrible. And I was, and oh, then I was no. like, we're not, this is not, you know, I'm not your therapy. I'm not your rebound. That's not what I'm looking yeah. for personally. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just Pretty think yikes. it's like, y'all gotta... Fuckboys are real. Fuckboys are wrong for the shit they do. But it's also like, we have to remember to, that we, everybody has accountability in a situation where it's dating. Everybody does. So it's like, we have to take ownership over these things so that we can grow from it. And I think these women Absolutely. are just like, Po- so busy pointing the finger they're not like thinking about like yeah
1: I will I will say that there there is an asterisk of like a very slim number of like very young underage or, or young women who you know go into they like leave Utah or some shit and then they get into like crazy relationships because they have no fucking sense of self and I feel like those were the only true innocent girls out there but like they're, they're that's not what these girls were that's not what they were they were just like never been in an abusive relationship had loving fathers so they have no idea what re- what fucking love bombing is what you know is betrayal like if the worst thing that happened to you on a date is a is a guy ghosting you he did you a favor bitch like you should not he was like he's telling you
0: he's a piece of shit the quicker they go the fa- the faster they're gone like what do we care yeah. like that's the thing is like it's ego and you can have your feelings hurt and sure it feels crazy making because it's like where do they go but they need to be gone what they do. I just had a theory that he is doing
1: a social experiment on these little TikTok whores. Oh my okay, God. that's my theory now. I think he's doing a blog, a blog in the future. Oh, he's he's, he's a dog he's with the blog. Of, you know a dog, what I'm saying? A
0: dog, a dog with a blog. That's good. Yes, he is. He's he's fucking he's fucking taking notes. He's about to do it. He's been to do a expose on.
1: I'm I'm telling you, there's something deeper going on
0: here because this is like too insane to be real. But maybe it is real. Maybe well, it's I'm also wrong. New York dating and LA dating are out of control i mean it's just it's very difficult because the pool is so in my opinion the pool is so small for for women the options are so limited yeah. but for men oh my god you know in la everybody's i'm just you know i mean had to outsource the
1: dick to, for, to chicago i mean exactly and you're not
0: yeah
1: and that's what i was gonna say before this it was like i really was like One over there, one in that state, one in that state, because it was like, I don't these dudes in California ain't it and dudes in New York truly ain't shit. But I mean, as hot as all the men are across the country, it's like you do like if you can't set boundaries with these fuck boys, like God bless a fucking state line Mm -hmm. that creates a boundary for you. And
0: it's fucked out here, y'all. Like you don't even understand. It's 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 been a truly wild experience for me. And I think it's a lot of people that don't feel like they're enough and when they don't feel like sure. they're enough, they will do some shit. You know what I mean? And I mean, art.
1: dude, they leave their hometowns to follow their narcissistic dreams. And then they act like there's something wrong with L.A. When in reality, it's like them. Yeah,
0: they're not they're not healing their wounds. Right. And then a lot of I, this is I also think that a lot of men, when they don't have when they haven't achieved their perfect dream of exactly mm-hmm. what they wanted, then they're sad and depressed and insecure. And so when men are insecure, they typically take that out with bad behavior with women and women do it, too. Everybody does it but I'm just saying as a woman dating men in LA that's been my experience and it's it's otherworldly here because there's so many people who are in their mind failures and not enough but that's not it's not true to me like I don't see the failure but they will never I think, I think that they are
1: failures I just want to make that clear I want to make that line very clear between me and Nicole Hey, hey
0: man I mean I think I think people are just like I get I I'm not saying they're not but I'm just saying like I, I'm also saying that like people need to fucking get over it. Like your path. And I was an actor and now, exactly. now I'm writing on a TV show. Yeah. That's what happens. Right.
1: Your life goes. Let's say d- I was an actor. No, I am an, actor, an actor, but I mean also writes on a television show. I mean, yeah. that's the thing is I think that you're right that there's people who they, they have a, a, the fucking yellow brick road that they think that they're supposed to follow. When in reality, you could be a silver brick road going in a different direction or there's, it's a fork in the road yep. and you fucking can actually do all of them and then go back and then go in a different direction. I mean, that's, what's so fun about life in hollywood i think that i do agree that a lot of the times when people move to follow their dreams they get stuck in what they're supposed to be doing how their life is supposed to be they get into especially if you're a first generation or southern it's like you have this you have this pressure from your family to follow a certain way of things by a certain age you mm. know married by this age married, kids by this age this by that age and it's this it's not fucking real i mean fucking michelle buteau Mm-hmm. Oh, is she over forty? Yeah. And she just fucking you gotta do she just got she just sold a comedy series based off her book. Yep. which is her first book. And it's like, and she's over 40, and I guarantee she didn't see that shoe when she was 30. She and, had no idea that shoe was coming.
0: Right. And that's not the only thing. Like, she's, you know, she's a curvy woman in this industry. Mm-hmm. She's a woman that she has kids from a surrogate. Like, I'm, these aren't things that you plan when you're a kid. But if you just, yeah. if you, if you go along, if you say, like, this is my path, this is the path that's being revealed to me, right. and you don't fight it, you will do well. Like, she's doing well, and she's extraordinarily happy from all, you know, from what we see because. She's like, this is the path that's revealing itself to me. So I'm going to go down it. Like maybe she didn't plan on, or maybe she wasn't like dreaming of marrying a white man, but she did. You know, it's like those types of things like, where you don't know. You don't know what your life is going to look like. I have thoughts that
1: ran through my head when you were talking. What? One, the title of her book that is now a series called Battle of the Thickest. Mm-hmm. Two, I used to talk shit about white men so much. That people were like, Marcella, you're going to end up marrying a white man. And that got me to stop shitting on exclusively white men to shout out to karma and all the universe shit. I I think I also feel like more people just need to be like, I love kids and I don't want any. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with that. It
0: really needs to be okay. We are fully accepting more body types, sexualities, genders, lifestyles. We should be accepting a, another lifestyle that is I don't want to have kids or I don't want to get married or I don't want to yeah. be in a relationship and I just want to fuck around and have fun. Like, who cares?
1: And with that, we're going to take a quick break. Ayo. Back And we're, gonna do... and we're going to do <laughs> Insider Edition. inside. Okay. We're going inside. Um, hilarious exchange I found on Twitter. A gentleman named Zelly, Zelly Maney posted a picture of Dr. Martin Luther King shooting pool in a pool hall. And the quote says The caption says, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. shooting pool in 1966. Samuel L. Jackson, who was a freshman at Morehouse College at the time, is in this photo. Now, if you look at the photo, there is a tall, nerdy-looking guy with a little paper boy cap. And you're like, is that Samuel? Oh, yeah, that's Samuel L. Jackson. And Samuel L. Jackson replies to Zelly Maney. Zelly Imani. Says, oh. Is that what he said? Yeah, Zellie, Zellie Imani. Oh, Zelly Imani. Oh, I was missing the eye. He said... Okay, I met Dr. King, but not at a pool hall. That's not me.
0: And I found this fucking hilarious. Yeah. What are your initial thoughts, Nicole? My initial thoughts are it's fucking hilarious. It's hilarious that Samuel L. Jackson responded. And it's like, it's funny because how quickly something like that will go viral because it's like, oh my God, yeah. Martin Luther King and Samuel L. Jackson in the same photo? Sure, I'll buy it. Why not? Looks enough like <laughs> him. But also, the man in that picture looks like he's 40 fucking years old. Yeah, he
1: looks hell... That's what's fun. I think that's why when even when I saw it, I was like, that doesn't really look... And it also just kind of doesn't look like him. The guy has, like, a small, round face. But I just found it funny. And the reason I subscribe this to Insider Edition is because the thing about being... Uh, a, I guess a celebrity of a, a known person on social media is that people have, when you get to a certain point, you hire PR, they fucking navigate your social media for you. Britney Spears has not done that. That's fine. I don't think she's had a choice, but Samuel L. Jackson was like, no, I'm going to take care of this myself, which fine. You think it's a quick fix, but here was the thing. This shit went so viral. Tina Knowles Lawson, AKA Beyonce's mother also shared it on her instagram and he had to go on there and also say that is not
0: me oh i'm sure he had to say that a million times that's hilarious
1: and that's what cracked me up and i was just like i bet he thought he didn't have to like bring other people in but he had to like tell people like we need to find all these posts and we need to clarify because that shit is just gonna spread and that shit cracks me up the fact that Samuel L. Jackson was in there, like having, he probably was a little annoyed when he sent it to this guy, right? Yeah. Maybe probably doesn't know this guy and he's just like, that's not me, homeboy, whatever. Yeah. But then, like, Beyonce's mom, it's like, you can't catch a tone with her. Yeah. You have to be like, you know, yes. Yeah. This- Miss Lawson, no. just it's not me.
0: And I don't know. I just thought it was really funny. It is really funny. I have a tweet that's actually going viral right now that I I just quote tweeted a video I saw that I thought was hilarious. Okay. And I was like, Oh my God, it's like this funny video of this like news reporter talking to the camera and in the background this woman is falling down the stairs. It's oh like yes, the ski. snow. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Hilarious. Hilarious. And Great marketing. Yeah, Very so Monty good. Python marketing. Yes and the person that posted it Philip Lewis posted it and he was like this woman is fighting for her life and i was like holy shit this is so funny and i like reposted it with a quote tweet like how did this edit make the final cut cuz like this is so funny and i'm like dying laughing but then people in the thread were being like actually it's fake it's a marketing campaign for a ski right, right. what would you say it was ski resort or something know. yeah ski resort i don't know yeah and so but i didn't realize that but it's like it's just It goes so quick. It's like it's truly like a wildfire. Like you put you light a match and you're like, oopsies, I burned down the whole forest. You know what I mean? Like, oops. I hope that Zelly like claimed it and said like a follow up tweet, like, sorry, I got this wrong. Or I mean, he
1: did, but I mean, you should delete it. That's right. I I mean, him specifically because he's like, like the the tweet that you had, it doesn't harm anybody. Not to say that this harms him, but like, yeah, can you imagine this makes the news because this guy doesn't delete his tweet? I know a comic who I had to like talk off a ledge because she made a very inappropriate joke. It went viral. And and I don't remember seeing it before it when viral, like, Oh, eh, that could, eh, that's probably not, no, oh, whatever. Just like I moved on. Cause I didn't think much of it, but it, it was one of those like 50,000 retweets type shit. Like it was doing number numbers and they shit on her so bad. She was ready to quit comedy. And I had to like, I could I could just tell that the way she was behaving on her social media that um, I was like, let me call this bitch up. And she was like hella tripping. I felt so bad because she was really it was really affecting her how much people were shitting on her. And I was like, first of all, girl, you don't have 50,000 followers. So I'm not really sure why you're worrying about 50,000 strangers Mm -hmm. being mad at you. Mm -hmm. And it just fucked It's fucked.
0: Yeah, it's fucked. It spreads like
1: wildfire, and it can be very funny like this, and it can also be not funny like that. Yeah,
0: well, it's the same thing with the West Elm Caleb thing, where it's just like, it can catch, yeah, you catch the anger train, and you're in trouble, and like, you can see it coming. I've had that happen with a tweet before, where it was like the silliest thing, but it's like, once somebody started yelling at me, everybody started yelling at me, and I was like, okay, y'all, like, but yeah, it's just like, it's crazy how fast it goes, and how people... It's weird, too, because it's like I don't typically think of myself as somebody that believes just anything I see on the Internet, but it's very sure. easy to fall for most of it. Like, why? Yeah. you know, you're not trained necessarily, you know, to to not believe anything you see. You just normally believe it's in right. my, it's in my face. It says it's that. So it is that. But right. 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 Now it's at this it's point. It's also that.
1: It's also that thing of, like, it did the job.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, that's
1: what they wanted. They wanted a viral video with that ski oh, resort, ski and they thing, got yeah. one, and it it's great. Do we know what the name of this place is? No. no. It didn't work that good, you guys. We don't. Um,
0: that's the best yeah. part, actually. Yeah.
1: But it's also that thing. It's like, oh, I don't care if I got that wrong. Like, there have been moments where, I, like, I feel embarrassed when I got something wrong on Twitter. Like, I took something too serious. And the other time, I'm just like, who cares? I don't care. I literally am doing – I retweeted it and saw it in passing – yeah. And now
0: you're calling me dumb and it's like, for what, bitch? Well, and that's the Who other cares? thing is like it just goes into the zeitgeist and out of the zeitgeist almost as quickly. It's just like, you know, you can you can worry about it or you can know it's going to blow over pretty quickly. Unless you know, unless you catch some fucking crazy MAGA people, because they will they might hold on to some shit. Oh, yeah.
1: Moving on to spoiler, spoiler alert, alert.
0: Spoiler alert. alert. How did you know? town
1: So there's a lot of great shows on right now. And Grand Crew is, I'll be honest, my favorite. And it has a great cast. Nicole Byer, Carl Tart. Fuck, I forget everybody else's names. but Mercedes, I know,
0: is one person. And then Echo Kellum.
1: Yes, and and Charlotte Loriston's a producer. And uh, fuck, oh my God. They have an uh, up and down, like front and the back of the camera, an insane, an insanely talented crew. And the shit is hella funny. And there was one scene in particular, I forget which episode it was where th- there was this exchange that happened between these two roommates and the exchange was so funny and it was one of those exchanges that I have actually seen in real life but I have never seen on television mm. and it like I had to we had to like rewind it and watch it because I was like, no, I need to see that shit again And I like you know taped it on my phone and, and I tagged Carl because it was so funny and it was one of those things where I was like, it's crazy how much people remake shit and remake shit and remake shit and, you know, it warms the heart to see the shit that you want to see over and over again. That's great. But, man, you get some new shit. You actually get real new interactions that you don't really get to see. And oh man, it's so funny. It's just such a funny show. And I really, I just recommend it.
0: I'll have to check it out. I love that. I, I, it's such a fun time. And it's also super fun to see like, you know, what would you call it? Black centered shows. I don't know. Like just, oh, yeah. and it's a show of like, what about wine and black people? You have never seen that on TV.
1: You know, I always think about how like, man, there's been a couple Chris Red sketches on SNL. I mean, I shouldn't call him Chris Red sketches. He was starring in them. Yeah. And so that's why I call him that. But where I'm like, Yeah, we should have had this sketch in the early 2000s. -hmm. And it really bums me out that they had to wait until they had six black cast members to do it because they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it before. Or maybe they tried when Jimmy Fallon was on. But anyhow, and I I always think about that. Like, I know these references and these jokes are good, but they would have been even better Mm -hmm. 15 years ago. Well, because it, that's when they they were more fresh. Yeah. But again, we haven't seen it, so I'm just happy to see it on TV. And Grand Crew is not that. Grand Crew is like really legitimately writing some new shit that's really funny. And you know what? If you guys like the show New Girl, watch Grand Crew, because that's what it reminded me of. It was very like that similar banter of like friends that are like a little too close a little too close but in like perfect way
0: I love that yeah I think one of the producers executive producers was a Brooklyn Nine-Nine guy so it probably has a little bit of that like friend you know comedy vibe it's on NBC and the NBC app so I'll have to check it out I gotta watch it
1: it's legitimately hilarious like there was I think the first episode I mean because you know what I hate about pilots of any show Mm -hmm. they have to establish so much Mm -hmm. that it's like you can't always get to the best jokes or the best whatever yeah And so, like, you really do have to, like, plow through every... And that's, like down near every TV show like even Seinfeld you watch that for pilot and you're like this is fucking atrocious right you just have to get through it yeah not that not that ground cruise pilot was atrocious I, I mean I, I enjoyed it it was just that it got so much more funnier and it's just
0: wild Um, I just watched you just reminded me of a show that I watched that I would like to spoiler alert a little bit because oh, it's it. the same idea listen there's a lot of white people on the show it's pretty much all white people but I'm going to promote it okay <laughs> because I don't think it's gotten very much publicity at all it's called Somebody Somewhere have you uh, heard of this show? On HBO? I don't think so. It's a Bridget Everett show. And I was watching it, and it was the, this is a really specific thing, but I grew up in Kansas, and it's the first show that I've ever seen that actually, I was like, wait, they really shot this in Kansas? This is really Kansas? Because when when I sat down to watch it, I told who I was watching, I told the person I was watching it with, like, I was like, Watch, this is going to look like it's in California. It's going to be stupid, da-da-da-da-da. Because every show I've watched where they're like, we're in Kansas. It's very obviously L.A. But it was so, like, authentic. The jokes were so sharp. The characters were so fucking weird, but in the best way. And I looked up Bridget Everett's, because it's Bridget Everett's show. And I looked it up. I was like, she has to be from Kansas. And she is from Kansas.
1: I did see this with the weird-looking white guy, yeah. and they buddies. I can't oh, his that name. shit does look good. It's very. Good. That shit looks good. It's
0: honestly like it, I was surprised by how authentic it was, but then also even the mm. dialogue is so authentic. Like, like just down to the like the tiny details of the way people in Kansas talk. Like mm. they talk about a Mexican casserole at one point. Like they just say okay. these things that are like in the in the vocabulary the vernacular of people in Kansas that, that they don't think of them as like kind of a weird thing to say. You know. Right. Um, right, so anyway, right, it's right. a great show I, I recommend that one too It's about like her sister dies And then she's kind of like li- Dealing with the aftermath of that We've, There's only two episodes of it so far But I'm really enjoying it So it's, it's just cool to see oh, shit cool. You don't see on TV Like black yeah. people talking about wine Being nerds, you know Allowing, right. al- being allowed to play And be dorky, be whatever And then like, you know People from Kansas Actually repping for Kansas Like real ass Manhattan, Kansas Like it's cool to see that stuff right. So, yeah
1: That's awesome. I do want to watch that show. I'm glad you mentioned that because I I, I keep seeing the advertisement and I'm like, fuck, I need to put this on my list. But there's so
0: many shows. Oh, my God. There's There's some. I'm telling you, that's why I end up just watching dead people on TV and shit. (laughs) It's
1: a lot of shows. All right. and We're moving on to. How did we get here? How did we? We're at a topic that we've tried to avoid. We've tried to avoid it. I'm not going to lie. Mm. We've tried to avoid it, but it is growing. It is growing like a, <laughs> a like a Kardashian butt. That's what it's <laughs> growing like. It is. Julia Fox and Kanye West can't stop matching outfits at Paris Fashion Week. That's the Harper's Bazaar article that I have here. I don't understand this relationship. I don't know what's... Well, I mean, I do. It's PR. Again, Samuel L. Jackson, PR. Shout out to that. Doing shit on your own or doing shit because you are rich and famous which kanye is and he just plucked a little white girl
0: mm-hmm. cute little white girl mm-hmm. who probably has a addiction uh, and is down huh? for the ride yes right allegedly i like to pay attention to this stuff because it's very fascinating like when someone dies they'll get like a million more followers on instagram sure it's like this weird sickness of like it doesn't Wait, really did she matter die? No, yeah, she did. This is just her corpse walking around with Kanye wearing jeans and shit. I believe it. She, she looks works, like she dead. She dead, dead eyes.
1: Yeah, yeah, she does. That's what <laughs> a weekend at burning her. Girl,
0: c*** <laughs> ain't supposed to make you happy. What's wrong? Allegedly. I shouldn't say that because she's not smiling. It's not because she's not smiling. It's because her eyes are dead. That's different. But I, I love paying attention to that stuff because it's like it truly does not fucking matter what they're in the news for. They You will see an increase in followers. And so Julia Fox started with, when I started watching it, it was at 600,000 followers and she has a million now. And so it's like, Oh, so you mean you literally have been keeping up with her social media. Yes. Numbers? Oh, that's interesting. I don't follow oh, I love her. That, Nicole. Thank Thank I love that. I'm a psycho, but I, I don't even follow her. I just was like, I know what's going to happen. And so I'm curious to see it because I don't think this motherfucker, I don't think those people are in a relationship, even in the slightest. I feel like it, honestly, I feel like it's uh, an art project or what's the, what's the thing? Performance art. That's what it feels like to mm. me. It's Balenciaga okay. performance, art, fashion, dead eyed love, <laughs> fake love. I really think that so yeah i've been watching it and i'm like damn this was some good ass speaking about pr this was like the best pr she could ever have because ain't nobody heard about her since uncut gems she was great in uncut gems
1: I, I didn't even watch it, so I don't even know her. She was very no good in clue. it. Like, she
0: was a standout, but no, but, but she has not been doing shit. Like, I went to her page. She had a podcast. She was chilling. It, it's just been a wild thing to witness. Like, she's mm. very—I mean, obviously, her style has completely changed, but that's just con- the Kanye effect. But then, like, the yeah. followers, the PR, it's like a very obvious—what do they call it? Is it a stunt or a something relationship? That's definitely not real. That's just for publicity. But I don't oh, know.
1: Oh, oh, oh. I don't I, have any okay.
0: feelings about it one way or the other because I'm just like, oh, it's not real. But I mean, it's interesting to witness right. and it's, it's a, it, it is as an experiment. In her defense, I will say working sucks. Oh so <laughs>
1: I totally understand getting plucked out and being like, I'm gonna dress you and, and you know get you know a fucking yeah, Camilla
0: exactly like Camilla Cabello like Camilla and Shawn Cab- Mendes, yeah. yes.
1: Yes. Shout out to Danielle. You're totally right. But it's it's always funny when you watch someone just get plucked. I don't want to say out of obscurity because, you know, she was an uncut gems and she was like, you know, rising, which is why I'm like, yeah, she's literally like barely making her way into these parties. And then he just went bloop. And and she's just like, yeah, who needs to work? And now they literally and show up to a
0: fashion show, their front row, best clothes, you know. Yeah. Everybody's taking pictures. It's, wild. it's crazy. It, 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 it's a deal. It's probably like she, I mean, who knows? She might have even signed a fucking contract. Like it's it's that much oh, of gosh, a business definitely. thing. And it's a good move because it's getting her in the eye. Like she's going to probably be in a bunch of movies. and She is a talented actor. She is. But she was stalling out. So.
1: I was cracking up though because a couple weeks ago there was like an exchange, I guess, an interview. Because that's the other thing. She's been getting interviewed a lot. And she is a talker, which I think Kanye loves because he loves any kind of messy. He's like Marie Kondo. He loves a mess. And she had said something about, they had asked her about like, oh, do you have animosity with Kim Kardashian? And she was like, I grew up watching the Kardashians. I love them. I love Kim. I wanted to be here or some shit like that. And like, that's got to be weird. But then Kim had said that she was happy to deal with a fan and not a hater, which is like sweet and a great
0: perspective, if that's the truth. Shade, but I saw, if she calls her a fan. It is
1: Absolutely great shade. And, uh, but it did crack me up. Like it's gotta be weird for Kanye because he's like, fuck, I wanted some drama. I wanted some heat. And she's like, no, she's my favorite.
0: But I also think like, have you seen, I mean, it's like right now what's going around is British Vogue, regular Vogue. I can't remember, I don't know how to say this name, designer's name out loud, but Chiara Pelli or something like that. Like they're being featured. And like they recently were featured in an interview magazine article, like heavily featured. And I think I think this is, I don't think there is a move that Kanye doesn't know about. Like I think everything she's saying oh, yeah. is, you know, I think that it's very plotted. I, I, I do, I don't know. I mean, I just think like, even just from seeing her, how she looked like she was a person and now she looks like a doll that's being, like, positioned.
1: (laughs) Right. I mean, I, I agree to a point because Kanye is a little bit messy. He's just historically a messy person. Like, I think that he likes to keep up and have control, but unlike Drake, who, you know, makes every girl sign an NDA when she walks through the house, Kanye is not that guy because he was probably, like, thinks he's, you know, setting these butterflies free. But in reality, he's a controlling weirdo, which Kim has expressed. Mm-hmm. And so I I think there's elements of that, but I definitely think that he is n- not prepared for the snowball that's coming because it's coming Mm -hmm. some something about to blow because this is not a real relationship Mm -hmm. and he is trying to build something Mm -hmm. and i don't i don't know what it is there's a lot of drama and it's exciting
0: did you see that the that interview magazine spread that pete davidson did with julia fox like five or six years ago yes it's yeah, just, when she looked um, healthy. She doesn't even look the same. No. You're totally right. She, she doesn't was look a the same. curvy, she was like a thick, curvy girl. You know, like she, she looked, she, she looked, you know, good. She looks good now, but it was like, it's definitely even in the past few weeks, she's lost a ton of weight. Like it's really gotten, experience. yeah. I was going to
1: say that juice cleanse didn't even make my stomach
0: that flat. And I'm a, I'm a thin gal. Love and, love and light to Julia Fox <laughs> <laughs> as she navigates this <laughs> PR, I mean, relationship with Kanye West. But bringing it back to the fuckboys, these fucking fuckboys, like, Oh, it's, they're exhausting. Fuckboys, get your life. Get your life right. We're get tired your of life. your asses, okay? If yeah. you're going to be insecure and you're going to need to be a fuckboy, just, I don't know, wear a sign or something. <laughs> or just, like, tell people.
1: I also feel like a lot of the other issue with – young fuck boys is they don't know that they can grow up to be men who do have casual sex with multiple women but you have to be open and you have to be you have to allow for the consent to exist i wish more guys were like this like sex with men could be so much more fun if they weren't so like secretive they think that having multiple bitches is like
0: like something they have to keep a secret and it's like you know some bitches don't give a fuck you could say I want casual I'm realizing that I'm not a relationship person and if somebody rejects that they reject it but then you'll find someone that wants that I mean yeah it's just so silly I I I I personally as a person that's like dated forever I get so sick of being lied to like I'm just like why don't you just try to see what I how I feel first and then if I don't like it and you want that then you go somewhere else and I'll go somewhere it's no big deal that's
1: the other problem is some guys get off on that shit absolutely they like that secretiveness they like having multiple women they like lying to this one and that one i mean i've been in that scenario as well where it's like there's no winning with you because you like this drama you know like men who act like it's just women who are like into drama or insane because it's like bro you this is all you you choreographed all this yeah. drama like unnecessary drama yeah
0: Yeah. There's definitely some people that get off on it. And for those people, it's like, there's nothing we can do. We just are going to end up getting hurt. For the most part, I feel like this does come up a lot on this podcast because not communicating is just such a source of so much bullshit. It's a source of, you know, bullshit ass tweets that are factually inaccurate. It's a source of, you know, (laughs) relationship problems. It's the source of everything. So y'all could (laughs) be fucking idiots. It's
1: funny. And with that...
0: We thank you for listening to another episode of
1: the Scroll Down. Nicole, where can people find you? You
0: can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nicole Thurman, N I C C O L E T H U R M A N. How about you? You can find me at Marcella Comedy anywhere on social media. February 2nd, I will be doing Women Crush Wednesdays at the
1: Hollywood Improv. February 5th, and to come up February 6th in Seattle. February 16th through the 19th San Francisco Punchline. Check me out, y'all. Come, come find me. Woohoo! Thanks for tuning Assuming in. Assuming I don't get COVID. Assuming I don't get Yeah, COVID. she don't want no it's COVID.
0: But thank y'all for tuning in. We love you in yes. different ways. See you Bye. next time. Bye. Bye. That was a HeadGum
1: Podcast.